Herpaderpaderpaderpader. Well spunked. Have you not been hearing me? Oh man, the goon! Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Sorry the neurons aren't firing today. Yes, it is. Exactly. Cleanse the palate with zombies. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. Did I just have a stroke? That's a valuable misprint, sir. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. Back in my day, I paid 75 cents for a comic, and I could still buy a can of soda for a quarter. And B. If it's not things that would have your inbox filled with monkey paint, (laughs) monkey cum, and monkey anal, then no. Joel Simon. For some reason, the the break world people they kind of look like Dr. Seuss. Who? Who's? Yeah, the Who's. They look like Who's <laughs> with muscles. And Andy Padel. Who dropped the deuce in the moccasins? <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode fourteen of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I am Luke, and everybody's here. Joel's here. Yeah, I sparkle. And oh, was, are we doing our little here? No, we're not. Sunlight burns me. (laughs) Andy's here. I feast on babies. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here. And I don't have a tagline, so we'll just... uh, That is the the duty of the host, is to be be stoic and (laughs) business-like. Duty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week we're talking about uh, American Vampire. It's Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque with a side story by Stephen King. Um... Vampire story by Vertigo, and I've completely fucking shut down for the day. So let's talk about what no, we've no been. Raphael Albuquerque, raw. What artist? You said I that. said that. Yeah, you said two names. Put your phone down and listen to me talk. You said three names. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. There are four lights. <laughs> All right, uh, so what's everybody been reading the last couple of weeks? We'll start with Joel. Joel, what have you been what? reading? On the spot. Uh, okay, so I read uh, Super, no, Secret Six. I think, Andy, did you ever read those? Yeah. Secret Six. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's kind of like um, throwaway villains do bad things. They go to hell, and uh, at the end, it ends. Gail Simone writing a book before she's before she's put on a book that she doesn't have creative control over and is going to turn out terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, when she when she has creative control, it's it's amazing. She's a really good writer, and uh, I was kind of surprised that at the end it ended. Yeah, everybody went That's to jail. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Comics uh, like no. Marvel DC Comics doesn't doesn't do that a lot. Mm-mm. No, no, not so much. But this one just ended, and I was I had to look it over a couple times to really figure out that yeah, these guys are going to jail. Um, and then I read uh, Super Soldier, which was uh, you know Steve Rogers coming back, and mm. since he's not Captain America, he's Super Soldier. And then I I read uh, you're not going <coughs> to talk about the Super Soldier line. What? No, no. Okay. Oh, what you mean the Am Tower? Yeah. Oh, apparently I'm not hip enough, so I'm just not going to go into that. If you're cool, you talk about it. Okay, so in order to name drop, so at the beginning, Woo-hoo! yeah, um, Brubaker is a is a friend of a guy that we work with, and mm-hmm. at in the beginning of it, he he does a little shout out and kills him off, so which was kind of cool. It's like, oh, mm. yeah, I know that guy, and then he blows up. Woo-hoo! Yeah, kind of cool. 
kind of cool. Yeah, a little meta there for you. And uh, I, I, I mean, you hang out around this place long enough, and you're eventually going to become friends with somebody, I guess. So really, are we yeah, supposed sort to be of. friends? I gotta get on that. <laughs> don't worry, you'll be... don't have friends here. You're friends with me, and when I'm famous, I'll forget about you. Okay, cool. Who? I remember when. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I can drop your name at cocktail parties. Uh, and then uh, I went. I went to Borders, and and uh, they had a whole bunch of stuff for free. I saw hulked out heroes. They do have. They had stuff for free. Oh well, they, it was pretty damn close to free. Okay, about a nineteen twenty dollar trade back for four bucks. Yeah, they, they <laughs> but it's hulked out heroes. <laughs> but it's it's hulked out heroes. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I haven't read it yet, but it's so ridiculous that. I'm probably not going to like it, but, you know. It's... Wait a minute. Hulked Out Heroes, isn't that what Fear Itself was all about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty damn close. If you can figure out Fear Itself, please let me know, because I'm very confused <laughs> as what the plot is. Yeah. And you've read pretty much everything. I, yeah. Hammers! Hammers. New Cap is dead. Old Cap takes new put- Cap's place again. Um, people stop being themselves, take the name Breaker of something. There's an old Odin that no one knew about, and there's a giant snake worm oh. under the ocean. Re- I am Rewind. Sigmund, the Breaker of Toothpicks. Odin. There's another Odin? <laughs> there's another Odin. That was in the first issue. What? No, that that was the snake guy, though, right? That wasn't Odin. Odin. That's the original Odin. Really? Yeah. And the other Odin took, knocked off Odin and then yep. took the Odin yeah. name. I've reread the shit you like five times. You could say Odin one. one. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Odins. Um, yeah, no, Hulked Out Heroes was everybody turns into a Hulk. So you have Hulk Cyclops and, and Hulk Deadpool. Worst pairing of powers ever. Yeah. I can shoot optic blasts and have super strength. Really, one or the other of those would take care of the job <laughs> just fine. Man, it, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. So. That's dumb. That sounds like a like high school lunch table <laughs> conversation oh. that got <laughs> funding. Yeah. right? Man, you would make Wolverine awesome if he had like the Hulk's powers. Then he'd be invulnerable and super strong. Dude, can you imagine if all the X Men were Hulk? God, you'd have the Hulk Dark Phoenix. Oh my God! Imagine strong guy as a Hulk. Holy crap! Multiple man as a Hulk, and he becomes Hulk. Holy Christ! I can't even keep this going anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You really gotta love Hulk. And, and I kind of have a soft spot. For what if Professor X was a Hulk? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Moira McTaggart is a Hulk? <laughs> Jubal Hulk? Yes. Yes! Gambulk? <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Hulk? I, I, oh, God, this would oh. be the most amazing comic book ever. Oh, God, what have I wrought? Namulk? <laughs> <laughs> Dazzler Hulk. Yes! Dazzle. And- have Hulk? <clears throat> Cypher Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Can say can say sm- Hulk smash in three million different languages. <laughs> Unlike me, who had problems saying it in the only one that I speak. Captain Marv Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you get the point. Oh yeah, we got yeah, the okay, point. Okay. And then we drove the point into the ground oh. and stomped on it. I actually got some stuff from Borders back, I mean, way back when they were on their 50% off rather than the 70 or 80% off. I got good comic books. Yeah, like There was nothing left. I got, uh, I got like, Matt Fraction's run on uh, Mighty Thor. I got Matt Fraction's run on Invincible Iron Man, that both in hardcovers. Yeah. I, got, um, I got a Brubaker Captain America hardcover. 
couple other things. So. Yeah. And, and it's all this stuff was just going for, you know, fire sale. Yep. If, essentially, it was. Uh, you know, actually, and I did pick up um, uh, Temple Smith. It was, you might know Wormwood? this. No, it was Singularity 7. Nah. Never heard of it? Nah. Nah. I hate Ben Temple Smith. Oh, he does some really good stuff. Like, his, it's just weird. It's weird in a good way, but it's just weird. I can't stand yeah. his artwork. Yeah, I like. I cannot I cannot deal with it. It's just. Ugh. Yeah, it's def. It's definitely for you know. You want to know what's worse than Ben Temple Smith's artwork, though? Sam Keith trying to do Ben Temple Smith's artwork. I thought you were going to go into another life filled tent. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's a whole just separate a given. Genre. That's just a given. No, there's a there's a, there was a. I like Sam Keith in general. Uh, Sam Keith back in his heyday when he was doing like Wolverine and the Max and that kind of stuff. Fine, like that was great. I saw Sam Keith do Lobo. That was good. Um, read well. Don't read. Go look at a comic book called Thirty Days of Night. Night again. It is horrible. Okay, it is. How did his art N- change to make it? Is bad. the one that takes place. Okay, so it's survivors of Barrow trying to get to another town. Which which survivors? Because there was Thirty Days of Night. Then it there was. was Bloodsucker Tales, then there was... It's in chronological order, so it's whatever the last main storyline was. It continues from that. People who were survived... But there was Return to Borrow, too, which was different people in the same town like a year later. I don't fucking know. I, I honestly don't know because it was, it was so retarded that... I mean, one, the writing was bad. I mean, it was just absolutely... It was Lansdale? What was the guy that named the writer? Um, something Lansdale? fucking terrible mm-hmm. and then if you look at sam keith's art he tries really desperately to emulate um ben temple smith's kind of weird sketchy you know half colored mm-hmm. bullshit style and what it ends up looking like i it looks like squ- like children's squiggles i swear to god it's it is it is offensive to call it finished artwork yeah. and make people pay for it it is that bad yeah like and I and I was it's it's even more offensive coming from an artist that I respected at one point that I thought was this guy had good his style was kind of cool and his shit was his fun you so know imitations not flattery I really like Ben Temple Smith stuff <laughs> I probably would too guess I don't I haven't seen it but I like it's all this working. sketchy bullshit stuff if you so. like Ben Temple Smith stuff you so here's my opinion. I, as a person who does not like Temple Smith stuff, hated Sam Keith's stuff because I thought it. that it was I thought that it was lazy. I, I didn't think that he was doing this style because he was trying to pay pay homage to, to Temple Smith. I thought that he was doing it because he saw a way that he could be lazy and do unfinished artwork and call it a comic book. Mm. Um, well, for someone who likes Temple Smith's art, I think that people who like Temple Smith would look at that artwork and be offended because of the fact that it is so bad and it is it if if interpreted as an homage to Temple Smith's artwork it's an insult I could see that. that's how bad it is well, okay, no, I, I can I, I understand that now I thought you were yeah yeah but honestly just say the title again because it sounds like 30 a- days of night colon night <laughs> again yeah what about Night Colon Hulk? <laughs> you vampire Hulk! Morbius Hulk and Blade Hulk! Galactus. Yes! Hulk Galactus! The Hulk Fire Club! Yes! Hulk Endless? Hulk Endless! 
Oh my god, I'm totally like going to register that domain name. <laughs> Please see our podcast at www.hulkfireclub.org. <laughs> uh, uh, so I haven't read that yet, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Temple, that, like, if te- is Temple Smith doing the writing as well? I don't think so. I think he's. It very well could be pretty good then. <laughs> like no, I mean, okay, like I, um, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse, a book that Ben Temple Smith, I believe, does the writing and artwork for. Uh-huh. It's really fucking weird, but I really like it. It's yeah. very similar. It reminds me a little bit of like Casanova or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was disappointed in the Thirty Days of Night movie because I really like the idea of Thirty Days of Night, and the comic book was decent. I just don't like I so adamantly don't like Temple Smith's art that it kind of ruined the comic book for me. But the storyline and the idea are really cool, and the movie completely shat all over it. Man, it, was like, a, it was a great episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it was like a bad Buffy episode. And it was... It, the problem... I guess my biggest problem was that... No, I, I'm serious when I said there was an episode of Tales from the Crypt that took place oh, in really? a town in Alaska. Oh, really? <laughs> basically, the episode ended when the guy's like, oh, we survived... Why isn't the sun coming up? And the vampire, you know, jumps out from behind in like thirty days of night. Slurp, slurp, dead hero person. I and I thought that was original. Well, well, that probably was. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things I really like about the singles of Thirty Days of Night is they had small, like four or five page horror stories at the end of every single issue that was just written. Nice. And they were really good. There was one where, as opposed to zombies, it was religious religious fanatics, and people, as opposed to like using holy water and stuff, were like sprinkling them with rum and shoving poker chips at them. <laughs> nice, <laughs> weird. I love it. It was a fantastic story. Someday I want to go to Barrow, Alaska. I just want to go there for just to see it. And what's the deal with that? Is it the most north civilization? It's Ever? the northernmost town on the North American continent. Okay. Um, it's like a gulag. <clears throat> it's it's one of those towns where I was reading like articles about it and wondering why the fuck it even exists. At some point it was like a it was like a whaling and trading post, you know, and then over time it, you know, it's it's primarily um I'm going to offend somebody, but I think it's, I don't want to say Inuit because I don't think it's actually Inuit, but it's another tribe, an Eskimo tribe yeah. um, that is like the primary population there. And it, I think it's just there. It's one of those places that you think it's kind of just there because it's there now, yeah. right? And it's like, it, it's not like a strategic asset because you can see Russia from there. Or, they got nukes there. <clears throat> Probably. Probably. Or oil refineries. I mean, I can understand if there's a scientific community there, that right. would make sense. Um, but. I mean, because that's... I always wanted to go to... Um, oh, what was the place called? In the Yukon... There's a town in the Yukon Territory that's actually... Um, there's a town in the Yukon yeah, Territory? Yeah, there is. Um, I don't remember what it's called now, but it's it's a it's a four-day... From here, it's a four-day drive. Pretty much straight north. Yeah. Um, and it's a surprisingly large town, but it's... I think it's actually... I mean, it's the most northern... It's the northernmost town in Canada. Um, I don't know if that I don't know if it's farther north than than Barrow or not, but um, or if it can be. But anyway, it's one of those places. Like I just want to go there because you know, yeah. But it's like a twenty five thousand person down, like up in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's just oil. It was probably oil money or something like that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, got hookers frozen in the ice up there. <laughs> <laughs> they do give women a tax incentive to live in Alaska. 
Not enough for one. Mm-mm. Apparently. Doesn't everybody get a tax incentive? I mean, probably. If you if you actually live in Alaska, the government actually pays you to live there. I'm but pretty the sure is you have to live in Alaska. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everyone I've ever met from Alaska has been very very strange. Because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of goddamn nowhere. I mean, I don't know about Juneau. I mean, Juneau is supposedly a fairly large metropolitan area, but um, I mean, by fairly large, I mean like comparatively right i mean it's still smaller than like seattle so i think the darkness would have to do something to your psyche though Uh uh-huh and the daylight and the daylight yeah yeah no cycle save up all your energy and just freak out for half the year (laughs) for the other half so who wants to go next i have been reading homework and only homework but that does mean i've been reading joseph campbell's hero with a thousand faces and i have this comment American Vampire totally follows the monomyth, except instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi as the person who's helping the hero, you get Skinner Sweet. Nice. And that's why it's awesome. so amazing. Yeah. Talking Good stuff. about evolution. Nothing else? I, I've actually been playing video games instead of leisure reading. Yeah. What? what? So how long will it be before you're on after the fact? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a Mac. It's not going <laughs> to by video games, she means Bejeweled. I mean Steam. It, they're things. And Plants vs. Zombies. Okay, yeah. But and one, one-fifth of the Steam library. That's almost a retro game. You'd fit right in. Actually, okay. I'm sorry. Edit this out. But you guys totally need to do Day of the Tentacle. I don't even know if you can track it down, but um, good God. Yeah, that game came out 15 years ago. I know. That's why it's good for After it was, the Fact. It was the last scum game. Mm-hmm. What does scum mean? It's the engine that was used for most of those games. Uh-huh. Day of the yeah. Tentacle, Maniac Mansion, Sam sure, and Max sure. Hit the Road, mm. Phineas Farkas, Frontier Pharmacist. Uh-oh. So, what are you reading, An- uh, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was impressive, Luke. <laughs> I, I was I I had started to mm. say now, and then I started to say Andy, and then I paused in the middle, so it just sounded like Anne, and then I just corrected myself and just said, the, "Fuck it." The beard wasn't a, a big indicator that I'm not the only female <laughs> host of the show. You're you're definitely not the only. Uh, you know, Anne's there too. So you've got you know. It's nice to it's nice to have half and half. No. We're, we're trying to figure out who has the bigger bangs. <laughs> bangs, bangs. That's what I was thinking. Bangs. Oh yeah, Anne's Anne's got this one. <laughs> I don't think these are bangs though. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once it gets to the point where it's that long, it no longer counts as bangs. So I'm I'm rocking the. Uh, oh, what's the uh, shit. You're rocking the shit. I'm rocking the shit right now. I'm yeah. rocking the new DC uh, relaunch couple of the titles, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, so he is rocking the shit. Hey, there's some gems Garbage. in there. Mind you, it's like... Pearls among swine? Uh, it's it's more like diamonds among turds. Mm. Um, so, let's see. Men of War is fantastic. Uh, Punisher. Thunderbolts. Um... This has kind of been a big manga month for me. There was a, a new episode or new trade paperback of Bleach and Naruto. Nice. And there was the first new Casanova in six years. Oh, I saw that actually. I thought of you. Yeah, it is fantastic. I uh, Avitra or something. Uh, Aver- Avita. Aver- it's Avarice. It's the Latin equivalent of it. It's. Uh, I actually just looked at the cover for like I had my stack of comics and. Basically, I'd narrowed it down to I'd missed one week, so uh, I had Sixth Gun, Men of War, and Casanova, and I could not decide which one I was going to read first. 
and I was so excited about Casanova that I was just staring at it on the top of my stack of comics. I'm like, this is the first time. Once I read this, there's not going to be any more new Casanova for at least a month, maybe less than that. And it was amazing. Fucked up and weird, and we're going to have to cover it one of these days. Really? Yeah. More of the same. Good stuff. It's. Uh, I found out was they at the end of the issue without spoiling it. They figure out who Zeno Newman is. Uh-huh. Not Casanova Quinn. What? What? What's the first Casanova called again? Uh, Luxuria. 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 Yeah, we're gonna have to get one of these days. Yeah. Someday we'll cl- cover that on the show. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, I also picked up a book called Any Empire. It's a large. Thick, hardbound book, very similar in size to The Tooth. Uh, I have not read it yet. It was recommended to me by one of the girls at my shop, and she's never led me wrong, so I was like, okay. Okay. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 okay. Are, are we done? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. Jubal Hulk. Oh. <laughs> yes. See? Yeah. I, what have you been reading, Luke? Powers. Have you been reading? Shadow yes. Hulk? I I read um, the new Captain America. Caught up on that one, the first two issues. It's good. I like it. I like Ed McGuinness's art a lot. Or not Ed McGuinness. Uh, Ed McNiven? Or Steve, Ed McNiven? Mc, Steve McNiven. Ed McGuinness is a guy that used to draw Superman Batman. but yeah. um, Whose art I also like, but for different reasons. Um the most most of the stuff I've been reading lately is uh, I read I fi- finally finished Planetary. Um, <laughs> Andy, yeah. it's so face. good, so so good. I I agree. I I think it was really really good. It's it's probably ranks amongst my favorite comics. I think that there are points where Warren Ellis definitely just goes. He kind of gets onto the look how smart I yeah. am kind of. Did you, did you get the psychedelic meta shit with I, all he was doing? I mean, there are definitely parts that I had to read twice because <laughs> he. It's it's not even that the stuff is too smart for me, but it's that he's so obtuse in his presentation of it yeah. that it's it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then you go back and you're like, oh, okay, okay. And and the whole, I'm sorry, I, I love the book. I think it's excellent. But the whole, the universe is comprised of layers of two-dimensional yeah. informational space and we are just yeah. three-dimensional artifacts upon the, that is so much bullshit gibberish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes me like, want to read it. Yeah. It's, the rest of it. It's it's interesting and it was a really good book and I really liked, I, I really liked it. Um, I thought that the, um, I thought that the story overall ended up being a lot simpler than the stuff that he couched it in, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. It was basically the Fantastic Four go evil, yeah. and oh. he goes to kill them all. Jesus Christ, dude, Andy's stop vibrating. pumping my table. I want to talk about this so bad, but I also want to convince you to actually do an episode about the whole sure, thing. Sure, we'll do it. Yes, let's do it. That's I want to read okay. it. No, wait, so yeah, so we can't talk about it? We can talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I just, definitely will. We can definitely do a planetary. Maybe I, we can do that for our one year. We can do the the whole yeah. run of planetary. So, oh, and I can hold my my two absolute editions like Moses with the <laughs> tablets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got it in the four regular hardcovers, regular size hardcovers. I wonder. I, I I mentioned this on Twitter, but I was I'm wondering if it's it's 
I don't. I doubt it's purposeful. It's con- conspiracy theory. But like, I, I wondered if the hardcovers for Lock and Key follow the exact same formula as the hardcovers for Planetary. The first three have black covers. The fourth has mm-hmm. a white cover. The first three have ribbon bookmarks. The fourth one does not. In what? both cases, it's like really weird. Are they published <laughs> by the same company? Uh, no. Lock and Key is IDW and uh, and uh, Wildstorm. It's the of is it Wildstorm did yeah. uh, Planetary, right? Yeah. Um, it was that weird transition. Yeah, yeah. So it's DC Wildstorm. Yeah, basically. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And then I move, immediately moved on to another Warren Ellis book that was the polar fucking opposite of it, which was, uh, which is, um, Next Wave, Agents of Hate. Ooh. Uh, You're smiling, so... It's okay. so good. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I thought you were, you were going to say something bad, and I was going to club you with a mic. No, no, no. <laughs> I, it's it's absolutely hilarious. It's and it's, ridiculous. it's ridiculous, and that's so awesome. It yeah. is it, it is literally the polar opposite of, of Planetary. It's Warren Ellis going like, you know what? Fuck smart. I want to blow shit up. <laughs> you know, it's like... Then Fang Foom is mad because he has no <laughs> junk. Yeah, right? Yeah. <sighs> I can't believe... It? I, I, I saw that I saw that they they uncork that fucking hole in the ground and he raises his head up and I'm like it's Vincent fucking foam <laughs> it's like they didn't even need to introduce him I'm like ah they broke Fing Fang foam into a comic book like, have you read the whole thing yet no uh, no I'm about okay. four oh. I'm in four issues in so, so you haven't oh, got I to know. flying koalas no, no flying koalas no what is it prodactyl soldiers shut is that up what called? <laughs> no I'm not that far in shut up oh no, no bodok <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just deep the, within the the bowels of the World of Warcraft servers, my parents met the ridiculous <laughs> the ridiculousness of fucking Dirk. What's the guy's name? The, Dirk Anger. Dirk Anger. Yeah. That's, and that's that's a name. Right that there. scene where they have him sitting. Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Yeah. Joel always gives me shit because that's the one person who I cannot remember on the team. And he's like fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's an Avenger. Um. When he's sitting on top of the giant revolver. (laughs) So there's a scene where he's sitting on top of the back end of a giant revolver that has the barrel. The barrel is bent backwards to point it at his face. And I mean, by giant, I mean, the thing is probably 15, 20 feet tall. And he's got a, he's got a lever hooked to the, hooked to the fucking trigger. And he takes a call and then he yanks the lever and it goes click. And he's like, I am so alone. Oh, that's, (laughs) that's just, world's saddest masturbation metaphor uh, it's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh yeah so that's i mean that's basically what i've been reading i've been sticking to those things because i realized that i never fucking finish anything so i'm trying i i'm turning over the leaf of trying to finish something before i move on to the yeah. next thing well done. so what do you think the captain's name is captain fuck i don't know captain <laughs> hulk like, captain hulk yeah that's what it could be <laughs> captain hulk Next Hulk, Agents of Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Dirk Hulker. Monica Ramp Hulk. Hulk Boom. Fuck. (laughs) I I love the fact they brought Boom Boom. Aaron Stack, the Hulk man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, have you seen any of the the flashbacks to, like, people before they were on the team that are just completely out of context? Uh Uh-uh. Not yet. I'm going to spoil one for you. No! Shut your mouth. I'll do it. I'll read it. You don't read if you don't have it done by the next show. I'm oh, I'll have it done by the next show. That's I only started reading it like two days ago, so and I don't have a whole hell of a lot of time. <laughs> anyway, apparently you're not Andy. No, I'm you not sleep. Andy. Yeah. I 
I recorded a podcast on Sunday. I was here for the recording of a podcast yesterday. I was posting your fucking weekly polls article to the website yesterday. Okay, so wait, and wait. now I'm recording another podcast so today. What I want, what, what I'm hearing is, I was at a, a podcast on Sunday. That's valid. I sat around while other people talked in mics. That and is not posted your article. Let me finish. And then I heard you did a bunch of writing, and I pressed send. Oh, really? <laughs> is that what you think I have to do when I have to edit your shit? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> Andy knows numbers, letters not so much. Yeah, but I, everything I is a run-on sentence. <laughs> everything. How's it going, Ann? It's it's going. I am not Seriously? going to get into a busyness competition with you guys because I think I would probably lose. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, I am seriously wondering why I hang out with you chuckle fucks. Well, that too. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a delicate flower and I don't say these things in polite company. She's thinking it, though. She's thinking it. Uh, so there isn't a lot of comic industry news. Other, I mean, the New 52 is still going on. It's the second week of releases this week. They made the brilliant move of releasing Stormwatch last <laughs> week and ha- having having references to a fucking Superman comic that wasn't out yet. And I, That's awesome. brilliant. I think that the, um, the Justice League one references stuff to Batman, which hadn't been released when it came out. You want to know, know what a brilliant idea is for a reboot that's built to draw in new readers? Have them reference each other at all. I, I, Why the fuck are you doing that? I was going to say, uh, I really don't care, but I'm sure DC does want yeah, to Yeah, right. I don't, I, and that's, what, that's the thing. I posted this uh, on the Weekly Polls article, too, is that I started to get drawn into this New 52 hype, and I started thinking, oh, God, I'm going to pick up all these comic books. I was originally going to pick up Detective, Batman, and Static Shock, and... Then I was like, "Oh, I'll pick up Men at War. That looks good. I'll pick up so good. Swamp Thing, and I'll pick up. I'll pick up." And I had a list of like eight or nine comic books, and then I read Justice League, just one, and it was like fucking noon to six. And then I was just like, "I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't care." I'm in the complete polar opposite. Like I was like, you know, like a minor stiffy. Like we'll say three, <laughs> and I read Men at War, and it was like a hard twelve. <laughs> I just I, I don't have the same metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be awkward for Micatron if you did. Indeed. <clears throat> uh, so, so all I gotta say is you could do like digital, right? Like one to zero. My take on DC okay. is I read Black as Night, <laughs> which was pretty good. Freud couldn't figure it out. Either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, and, and I, I read I read Black as Night, which was pretty good. So I read Brightest Day, and it was a whole trade paperback of nothing. <laughs> I was, why, wait, well, it was supposed to explain something, right? And then I read uh, some some other. Oh yeah, Flashpoint, and that was a whole bunch of nothing too. And I was like, "There's a lot of exposition." Exposition. It was a whole bunch of exposition. Oh, it was that something. I think so. Okay. It has a hell of a lot more in it than fucking Justice League did. Was Justice League just punching? Justice Justice League was inconsequential and non sequitur punching scenes with the Green Lantern repeating his own name seven times. So the Green Lantern Green Lantern Green Lantern knows this. Green Lantern knows this. Green Lantern can handle this. Green Lantern He was like he was like it's it's as though Green Lantern is Bob fucking Dole. Like he refers to himself in the third person like seven times in that book and it's just like what are you doing? He turned into a Pokemon. It was good. Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. 
Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Eventually, Green he'll Green evolve Lantern. into the Hulk. <laughs> Green Lantern is secretly Solomon Grundy. <laughs> You're right. Oh, man. He'll, he'll evolve into Sinistro first, and then he'll evolve into Solomon Grundy. So, wait, is Green Lantern still Hal Jordan, or... Who's Green Lantern? I don't know. I've only <laughs> read. Hulk. I've only Kyle, read. It's the Kyle Hulk. Rainer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've only read it's Justice League. Jordan. I've only read Justice League, and he never says his real name because he's constantly calling himself Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. In the third person. Yeah. I really want to read the Red Lantern core books simply for the fact that I want to see what they do with a group of. I don't even want to call them super villains or superheroes, but all they do is vomit blood on other people and turn them into more. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fucking cat. Well, not to mention... That's that. <laughs> well, they they also... Um, You're not joking somebody, about that either. I don't know. I was trying to remember who uh, who said that. I don't remember who said it, but somebody was telling me they read the um, one of the Green Lantern books, and it apparently... it's They didn't even try and disguise the fact that it just carries continuity straight over from Brightest Day. That it just it's it's well, like a fucking it's like the next issue of Brightest Day. It's like a pseudo reboot, and it's like some of the events happened, some of them didn't. Mm. Somehow, somehow, Batman's only been working in existence for six years, and he's already gone through three Robins, and he's on his number four. What the fuck? They turned seventeen. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody didn't think this shit through very well, is what happened. Um, but. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's they're out there. They're getting mixed reviews. For me, I just realized that I'm not interested, and I'm going to stick with indie comics that I'm buying and uh, some Marvel, just yeah. a few Marvel books. So there was uh, something upcoming, that, like as far as news go, there was a teaser poster put out, and it's the Avengers logo, and it's got crosshairs and like, but it looks a little bit like the X Men logo. Okay. I really think it's going to be X-Men versus Avengers towards the end of this year. No, it's going to be... Do, 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 do. Where is it? I don't know. It's, it's on here. Great radio right it's now. on here. I saw this it. Is... It's, it's, it's an Avengers book. Oh, shit. This refreshed. That's why that... Oh, there it is. It's Avengers X Sanction. That looks like Cable. Uh, that is Cable. But that's Ed Loeb and Ed McGinnis writing Avengers X Sanction mm. where Cable returns. Okay. So, <laughs> Joel will back me up on this. I said what I wanted from that book was a two-part series between the X-Men and the Avengers where uh, Jason Aaron was writing like a brilliant story for the X-Men where they've broken off from the U.S. completely in a somewhat aggressive manner just to protect themselves. And then Brubaker writing the Avengers side where they're doing some stuff that's like maybe not the best moral choices. I said that's what I wanted. What I was going to get was Wolverine and Captain America punching each other in the face for six <laughs> issues, written by Jeff Loeb. <laughs> and that fucker's right there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. My shield's van- vibranium. My claws are ad- ad- adamantium. You know, and they just, unobtainium. Yeah, unobtainium. Yeah, okay. He yep. was ripped in part by time itself. No. Cable. Yeah, I know. So what? Just Captain America got shot by a time bullet. Yeah. But he got shot. Cable was like, sacrifices mean nothing in the X universe. No, they don't. Rory got sucked into a time vortex in Doctor Who, and he came back. Okay, so so my one little X Hulk Rory would be great. Oh God, Doctor Doctor Hulk. Yes, (laughs) the Tard Hulk. Wait a minute, we already have that. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, now, now here's the thing. So I, no, I see Cyclops. Oh, smash you! <laughs> no, wait, it was, it was Colossus. Colossus now has the helmet of Cyclops. Hulk Colossus! Yeah. He's Juggerlossus. <laughs> Jug- well, Hulkernaut! I said, yes. I said Strong Guy Hulk already, which sort of covered that. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Red Skulk! If you like robots, web comics that you might enjoy include questionable content and Diesel Sweeties. Okay, I've read Diesel Sweeties before. It's a little freaky. Questionable content has a plot more okay. so than Diesel Sweeties, which is just like robots talking about homoeroticism and like ot- otaku ladies. Uh, and I, I read there was one. There was one where they were talking about bleaching assholes or something like that. And it's, yeah, that's sounds on par. Anyway, although oddly, that's the one that gets syndicated. Yeah, this is what happens when we let them talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> In this one time. <laughs> Uh, I, I bleached my asshole once. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of asshole bleaching, let's talk about Scott Snyder's American Vampire. Uh, American Vampire is currently on its third story arc. It's uh, issue 15, I believe, 15 or 16. Survival of um, the Fittest as well. Yeah. So there's a spinoff. American Vampire is fucking excellent, in my opinion. Um, it's like they 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 pitch it as basically anti-twilight it's love that it is a book about built monsters <clears throat> about scary fucking monsters Monsters that are monsters and uh there's not there's really no romanticism to the vampires the way they're presented in this book it starts so the the initial arc uh the one that we are reading what's it it doesn't have it doesn't american have a vampire. subtitle it's just yeah. american vampire um it, it is it's it's a kind of a split storyline where uh the main storyline takes place in 1922 and which is an interesting time period to set the book in um but the secondary storyline which is an origin story written by stephen king takes place in 1848 um and that's like the origin of skinner suite and i want to say it's 1848 because it's shortly after the civil war um but I'm... 1880. 1880, okay. A little more uh, Railroad Tycoon. Long after the Civil War, then. So, go ahead, guys. I mean, I, I, get, I get a very strong feeling we all we all liked it. So, uh, the, only, the only person who's who I don't know is Joel. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> as you preface this... What? Dear Jesus, yeah, man. Leave the mic stand alone, Andy. Just let me have my piece. So he, he he positions it as the anti um twilight. twilight. Yeah, exactly. Anti twilight vampires, but we have vampires that walk in the sun mm-hmm. and they fall in love and go try to save their other friends. It's a, I mean, they were talking about no no rosy camp rosy lind romance or anything like that, but doesn't the vampire fall in love with a normal human and and aren't they walking around in the sun? And but she does like seek out her own destiny in terms of taking like bloody, wretched vengeance on her mm-hmm. oppressors. And she also looks scary as fuck yeah. when she turns into a vampire. Well, yeah, didn't didn't Bella do that by going to Rome? Bella or something didn't like? do anything in that entire. No, ed- she goes to Rome to save. 
Patrick or whatever. I that stopped guy's reading after the first chapter and I watched the first movie as a drinking game it- where you had to drink every time she bit her lip or asked a question. <laughs> oh. Ooh. You were faded, weren't you? Indeed. That is amazing. Is it Edward? What? Is that That's the, the boy. Okay. Sparkled. So from what I understand of the Twilight series, the only thing that Bella does is she puts herself in danger so Edward will come save her yes. because he doesn't want to hang out with her anymore. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the entire series. Well, I mean, and that wasn't the case in this, but of course, I don't. What is the deal with now? Vampires have to be in the sunlight. Now. I think the deal is, is um, and I think this was actually highlighted in the book. They've got the old school vampires, like the yeah. European, very like yeah. Dracula style. I'm going to be all aristocratic and bullshitty with and, their gold chains, yep. yeah, and their Gucci suits, right? And their slick back greased hair. Uh huh. And then, then you have this like new. I, I feel like I feel like Skinner Sweet is the American spirit. You know, he is. He yeah. is in a really fucked he up, really like backwards is. way. Jenny Sparks no. is the spirit of the 20th century. Skinner Sweet <clears throat> is the American spirit. See that, and that was the that was the point that I got out of it was they they mentioned the fact that basically over the course of reading the book, you find out that there are different breeds of vampires, and almost all of them were generated by where they became a vampire right so yeah you have various different breeds of old european vampires and then skinner sweet being you know the first Im- american vampire the first yeah. american vampire he's his own breed that has his own set of weaknesses and not weaknesses yeah. um yeah. little blood in the eye with the you know the set the the bloodlust and monstrous properties are the unifying factor of all vampires, well, and, the and their weaknesses sucking, yeah. are different. Oh, no, I, I totally get that. It's just the 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 whole sunlight thing. I, you know, I'd like my vampires to be well. Let's put it creatures first. of the night. I'm not a big vampire fan to begin with. I okay. don't really understand it. Lost Boys <clears throat> is a great movie, and and I actually like Thirty Days a Night, but I. I'm more of a zombie fan where it was the masses coming after somebody and you, you have to fight off the masses where vampires are, they, it's just, it just doesn't get me. Now, saying all that, I really love the book. Okay. Yeah, I really like, but there were some things that I just, I was like, really? Come on. There was a, there was a lot of kind of 80s catchphrases in there too. Like there's one scene where, um, <clears throat> oh yeah, there's, let me let me go. Arguably, into this. I think that whatever the any of you motherfuckers have some candy is a little bit eighties, but I kind of really love it. There, anyway, I like that just clicked for me. I'm totally going to agree with Joel on that one. There's uh, like what I, I'm. I guess I'm not catching the things that okay. you're thinking about. Okay, so so there's one scene where um, the the female vampire. I've forgotten her name already. Rose. Rose. Pearl. Yes. Pearl. There we go. Pearl. Where Pearl finally confronts her roommate. And they have it out, and she guts her, and is like, "I, you know, I can't stomach you anymore." It's like, "Well, you don't have a stomach." Blah. That ah. that kind of stuff was, you know, like, uh, or eighties camp. Yeah, Skinner Skinner yeah. Sweet really going off on candy for some reason. He had a sweet tooth. That yeah, well, yeah. There, there was His just a little... fucking Skinner. Actually, his name is Skinner Sweet. 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 Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trolling you to troll you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> look on your face is priceless. Now our listeners can't see this, but look, Luke looked like murderous rage. No, no, more like you sat on that cup that you're drinking out of right now. <laughs> are those shards of glass in my anus? Is my ass yes, on fire? Yes, they are. <laughs> um, 
and I kind of I kind of get lost at the end where it's the back and forth, you know, between 1920s and the the 1880s, where Skinner Sweet gets gets out finally and exacts his revenge on everybody. Um, like and <laughs> the dude yeah. in the diving suit, yeah, <laughs> totally <laughs> takes him out. No, the the mayor. I didn't really understand who the mayor was because I know there's Booker and and his um, Camillo, his his deputy. But who was the who was the mayor that got? I don't think like, it was much relevant yeah, the, except that time had passed and like yeah. times had changed. There's I, a Mexican I, mayor, therefore he has to kill everyone. Well, I had weird problems with the names in this book, especially the the sort of side story that was written by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Everyone sort of blended in together for me. Yeah. And partially I think that was because of the art. Partially I think that was because of the storytelling. Yeah, I think really S- I, I Stephen King didn't have 700 pages to develop his characters. So, <laughs> I, I mean, the part that I'll, I will disagree on the art part of that because I thought that that, that was one of the things that I really liked about this was how well Raphael Albuquerque differentiated his characters. Mm. I, I'm not knocking his style, but I'm just saying... I, so Raphael, Raphael Albuquerque before this, his art is nothing like this book. Okay, like this is head and shoulders. Like it's like he's right-handed and he's he's been drawing with his left hand the entire time. He's like, oh, yeah. let me switch things up. Oh, I'm fantastic at this. Um, when I saw the first poster for this, and I realized that the artist was Raphael Albuquerque, I was like, that's not the same. Raph- There's got to be two guys who have that name just by some coincidence <laughs> who are both comic book artists. Yeah. What else has he done? Because I, I mean, I should have probably looked that up, huh? But I can't think of it offhand. Like it says, Savage <clears throat> Brothers, Blue Beetle, and Superman, Batman. I remember his Blue Beetle stuff. He's also oh, done. Oh, I remember his shit on Superman, Batman, and you're right. It was pretty. It's very generic. It very generic. And, this is yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know what exactly it is about that side story, but people just look the same to me. In it. Huh? That's weird. All vampires just look the same. I to did you. have some trouble following like the lineage and like who's avenging whose father's death of whom mm. and what. And um, right you're, at the end, you're a vampirist. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, stake them, stake them all. <laughs> right at the end, I was a little confused because like apparently the mother and daughter show up again, except mm. she doesn't look like she's had twelve years put on her at all. She just looks like her hair grew out a little bit. Well, that's what happens in in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like, oh, you okay. just fucking Professor X is you don't the age. same for like. That's true. Yeah, forty yeah. years. Other sometimes Maybe he's in the wheelchair. He's a vampire, and we don't know it yet. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, Mind blown. <laughs> so that that's my only hang up is I read the foreword by Stephen King that that everything was going to be changed and there's no you know there's these are going to be real monsters and. Skinner Sweet is a monster. Okay. Yeah, Skinner I think Pearl's a monster too. I mean, I think she's getting awesome. there, and she is she's too. Getting there. She's, she's she's not, and she's a monster, and she's a monster too. I mean, she totally takes it out on on Mister Actor Dude. Yeah, with the with the mustache. But otherwise, the the whole oh, I'm I'm so lost. Well, here it's feed on me so you can regain your strength. I've seen that fifteen times in True Blood. So you know, it's it's like the same trope over and so, over again. Skinner Sweet, when this book starts, is about a hundred. No, 45. I thought he was older than that. 1880s to 1920s. But I thought he... Eh, okay. Oh, okay. So he's got he's got his initial 30 human years plus another 40 vampire years. Okay. So yeah, you're looking at it's like 70, 70 years old. Okay. But so if you think about it, at the, at the rate this book is progressing, uh, Pearl is pretty much as old as the century. Like in the... Yeah. She's 20 when the book starts. Uh-huh. Um, and it's to World War II. 
what the fuck is Pearl going to be like when they get to modern day? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, because like Skinner Sweet, he's nasty after mm. 45 years of being he's a vampire. He's kind of a nasty person to begin with. Yeah. Pearl was on par with that after six months. I think she had a lot more repressed rage than he did. He, yeah. he kind of had all his rage like <laughs> yeah. hanging out front. I hate but. my job. I hate my life. But every day I just look and think Suck about the little, yeah, the little good things. Well, not to mention the fact that, that Skinner Sweet was an outlaw. An outlaw. Happy he was like he lived his whole life being an outlaw and you know, he already had that streak of being yeah. kind of a fuck. Right. Um, <laughs> killed the and, kid, didn't even care about yeah, it. Yeah, and but I think that the thing that differentiates him from Pearl is that Pearl got turned. It was one of those things where she gets turned because of shitty fucking circumstances where she's like She's like, oh, the world is happy, and and I've, I'm going to get this great opportunity. And wait a minute, you want to what? And you, you know, what, where she basically gets, you know, she gets murdered, yeah. and so she. It's going to give you some rage. Yeah, she she doesn't have the Skinner Sweet. I think has this. I'm already a fuck nut, but now I'm an immortal fuck nut. <laughs> Whereas she's like. I'm happy to go like, I want to kill everything walking, you know? And it's, it's what's worse, the person who, from the get-go, just, you know, lets everything loose, or the person who for 20 years has buried it and buried it and buried mm-hmm. it and then doesn't have to anymore. And yeah. then snaps. I mean, you never hear the, like, people talking to the neighbor of the serial killer. was like, oh, that guy was nuts, man. He was filled with rage all the time. I was like, he was such a nice, quiet guy. <laughs> yeah. Kept Until the day when. Um, no, I, and I really liked the, the Skinner Sweet character uh, a lot more before he got turned into a vampire. So, um, <laughs> th- uh, honestly, I mean, he, he, was, he was like a Kaiser Sose. He knew everything about book. Actually sent his, his girlfriend a, a poisoned bottle of wine. Some unbelievable i guess it's machiavellian twist i like just taking him out sweet so much yeah he's, yeah but later on when he's just blind rage and looking after sweets he becomes kind of a caricature of himself but in not the same as when he was in the 1920s see i think that was a, a i think that was a function of his situation in this particular book though because once you get um once you get beyond this book and mm. you start reading the second storyline he's back to Skinner Sweet being just a fucking manipulative yeah. asshole, right? And that's and the one thing I love. That I think that's that's truly evil, right there. Because he, I, he, I know he's talking about like plans upon plans, wheels within wheels. Yeah, those plans on plans circles plans. within circles. And how he really deals with Book and gets his revenge on him is, God, he just really screws that guy up. Is ridiculous. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Sorry, I'm flipping through the book and I forgot about the scene where Pearl stakes a vampire with her high heel. That's so <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> right in the, right in the fucking go. eye. So, yeah. And maybe that's another thing is that they're, they're really weak to wood. What would, what would splinters do to them? Um, I kind of loved Skinner Sweet's little note to Pearl about like things they don't like. Wood, sunlight, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for stuff you don't like, Let's leave that as a surprise. I think I think that's actually one of the things that I enjoyed about the book was that I, I like the fact that I like the twist on the American vampire, the fact that each vampire has its weaknesses mm. and those weaknesses are fatal, right? Mm, like yeah. so the weakness to wood is a 
fucking ridiculous fatal weakness to wood. You you know you can get a toothpick in the eye and that's staking you to death. Yeah. Um, where it's you know and it's the same for for Skinner Sweet and Gold, right? You know they they make it out that like you know they they kind of imply to that is that brought on later. That I thought they gold. were pretty. I thought they were pretty clear about it in the first book, but it might have been something that's later on. But they, yeah, it's basically basically that is the American vampires, weakness. you know, weakness. It's their their gold. silver to, silver to a werewolf, right. gold to them. Mm. I um, thought that was very appropriate. Yeah. yeah, which you know, you're right. It makes sense, right? The American, they're they're at the point where the country is being built on the gold rush, you know, and all and, of the Euro, Euro vamps, uh-huh. yeah. Um, are are love gold as much as they do blood? Mm-hmm. Euro vamps. I know. <laughs> I just keep on picturing Euro trash with fangs. Yep, it's pretty much what they are. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm just. It's like, oh, imagine it, what they'll be like in the '80s. They will be Euro trash with fangs. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that yes. Fright Night? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was, and it was awesome. Uh, and I, I really do. I I did. I did like how Stephen King had like a, a vampire representing every European country. So there was mm-hmm. an English one, a, a French one, a German one, <clears throat> and that kind of stuff. And I really did enjoy the fact that the the bald headed one. I can't remember his name. Percy. Percy. It's such a bland name, Percy. Uh, I love the fact that he knew that Skinner Sweet was dead. But he was going to flood the town anyway, just to really fuck him over. Like, like that was his whole plan to begin with. There, so there's some really good twists in this in this book that I enjoyed. It's just you know the tropes. You, you could have gone without the sunlight stuff. I don't know. I think you're whenever you're taking on a big archetype like vampires, you you got to do something with it because yeah. if you're like I'm going to write a vampire story they're like all right how do your vampires function that's like yeah. the the first question I don't think that the I don't think the sunlight thing the I mean I don't see the the fact that he's immune to that he's not weakened by sunlight I don't see that as a as a trope mm. because it's 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 throwing out the tropes of vampires I I think that which is the point right the point yeah. is like yeah he's still a blood sucking monster but holy shit nothing works nothing that used to work works now yeah but I, I think it's the fact that with Twilight their whole thing was hey vampires they they're immune to sunlight sparkle. they just sparkle yeah they sparkle and this one is like oh you know because you know it's 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 more dangerous because if I'm out in the sunlight I'll give myself away and then people will know I'm a vampire and that's more dangerous to me than exploding because of sunlight and sparkles don't go with the gel in my hair and I can't look dreamy if I'm shiny in the camera but it's really cool because when they put out UV lights that raves I don't need to put sparkles on my skin because I'm already sparkling <laughs> You do that so well. <laughs> you read through, fucking, you read through Full Moon, didn't you? You read the whole thing, didn't no, you? No, I saw the first movie, and that's it. Yep. Uh, that's, that's really all. Yeah. I, got, I got kicked out of the first movie. I, Good job. He was drunk. No. I watched I that laughing. movie. I watched that movie <laughs> in my house. I watched that movie in my house, and to be entirely honest, the first half of the movie I did not mind at all because it was very much just a it was a teen vampire thing it was like there it was typical like you know it was a typical teen story and it was fine and the even the vampire parts of it were kind of to be entirely honest kind of cool at the beginning the part where he saves her from the car in the parking lot was kind of a neat scene where he's like fuck i got there there's have you, you've not seen it right there's a scene where there's a 
douchebag like in a in a car like sliding through a parking lot and, and she Bella doesn't see Swan it. Swan is too big of an idiot to notice to, right. a van coming at her and do anything about it. Yeah, so yes, it's stupid. But he, you know, he zips in there and and like stops the van with his hand and and gives kind of gives himself away. <laughs> blah blah blah. That the part the part leading up to that was fine. And then there's the scene where she, the first sparkle scene where she yells at him until he decides to show himself off and then grabs her and like runs up a hill ah, and gets in and gets it gets in the sunlight and 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 i'm like his head's not exploding for one okay and then he just starts sparkling apparently like, the deal is this that is what i am i'm like a monster because i sparkle I, I had someone explain the plot of the books to me um, because there's no way in hell I'm going to read them or watch the movies. And apparently, it's like a it's a hip, hypnotic thing to lure in prey, <sighs> the same way that leader suits used to be. Right, because you know what? That's <laughs> you know what? That's what um, that that's how it works in the wild. Is that you? You know, you lure in prey by being shiny uh, in the deep sea. <laughs> that's fair. Because I'm pretty sure that on land, shiny means scary. You know, means go the other way. I, I don't know. Just fuck this. Fuck these books. What the fuck are you doing? I'm photographing this moment <laughs> so I have proof that I was disinterested in your conversation and you have this giant shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> and Anne is completely enraptured by this. And Joel isn't even paying attention anymore. He's just reading the book. He's like, I want to fucking read about some real vampires. This is bullshit. Yeah. So anyway, the, that that all being said, I thought that the that um, it just all the whole fucking story fell apart at that point in the movie, and the rest of the movie just becomes dumb. Like everything else in the movie is just stupid. And can we talk about? And let's talk about that's vampires. why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like this book, and that's why I think that I I don't think that Pearl, especially like Pearl falling in love with somebody, doesn't ruin it, it, I think that's, that's her trying to grasp the last shreds of her humanity right? and eventually she's just gonna suck him dry well yeah that's true because be she isn't amazing complete yeah she isn't completely fantastic. a vampire but you know I, and i've always had a problem with this with vampire and vampire human love because vampires think humans are food right i mean they eat them yes it's like kind of like bestiality big, yeah i was gonna say exactly yep that's my where my correlation was going there go fucker yeah, it's okay to love your pets. It's not okay to love your pets. Seriously, it was like it. It's like um, it was like when Burger King was using Mr. Potato Head to advertise their fries. Oh, that's an it's issue. Not okay. No, it's totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I'm just imagining about, Mr. Potato Head with just, like the claws. Now this style would, of this would be more applica- applicable to you guys than me. But what about when Chick Fil A had the advertisements of the cows saying "Eat more chicken"? Right. Yep. Cruelty. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I dig it. So that's my only problem. So like 30 Days of Night, it's good vampires because there's no love there. The as long as it's not the movie. <gasps> Where all the vampires are going <laughs> to talk to each other. I fucking hate that movie. But, 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 they, but they, were, they were beasts of the night. You know, they didn't, they weren't kicking it yeah. with humans and like, hey, yeah. But see, that's a, the thing about this book is that I don't think that they, I don't think they in general do here either i think pearl is like the exception uh to the rule right? i mean look at what what happened to hattie when she got turned into a vampire right spoiler alert um, um she's she's not redeeming in any way not no. that she wasn't too human either i think it just sort of amplifies your own your personality traits. yeah and and pearl you know she still had that part of her that wanted everything to be ha- you know happy and 
awesome. The and they and, and, and have a happy right. egg of a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the um in the second story arc after this one they they go into more of her like relationship with her boyfriend person and you boyfriend know it's slash food source. yeah right you know it's gonna end badly eventually. she's only cutting them a little so. bit right now for snacks <laughs> <laughs> so um but you know what in this in this particular book in the arc that's in this book i didn't feel like pearl's arc with her boyfriend and with getting turned and going after the bad guys I I didn't feel like that was the typical like true blood style like fucking sucker. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Sucker. Who's sucker. that guy in the jumpsuit? <laughs> <laughs> Bill! <laughs> Fuck that show. Uh, hey, Joel, you, you want to talk about some true blood for a few minutes? No. No? No. I've, I've I've missed the whole fourth season now, so. I I've I've seen the first two seasons. Okay. And it's it's in it's okay. I mean, it's it's better than most other it's it's better than fucking Vampire Diaries. I, I forgot. I really sure. thought you were going to say and it's uh, it's titties. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. There it is does. a lot of naked Anna Paquin yeah. in that show and that makes it very worthwhile. And um, I've heard I've heard Game of Thrones is like that too. So Game yeah. of Thrones like um I want to say it was uh, Jalopnik or something like that. One of the the Gawker websites did a comparison yeah. of the first episode of True Blood and then the first episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're like, how many times was a single breast scene? How many times were two breast scenes? <laughs> Full frontal nudity, ass shots. Game of Thrones trounced True Blood yeah, in yeah. every single category. Now they need to go back and, and compare it to uh, Spartacus. <laughs> Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus. Oh, there won't be a third season. Oh, that's sad. Uh, Actually, they're no. They replaced. They replaced Andy Whitaker in there. Oh, did they? Yeah, they're they're gonna have a new actor play the part. So, you know nothing about this, do you? I don't. The monkey face is indicating that television. It was actually (laughs) a pretty on the internet a mildly decent Spartacus show that was lots of gratuitous nudity and violence. But the guy who played Spartacus in the show developed uh, leukemia leukemia and and just died a couple days ago. Mm. So yeah. <sighs> and on that note, yeah. uh, vampires kill a lot of people. It's true. Oh, he took out a whole town. Yeah. Sweet. I'm just saying, man. How many burgers have you eaten in the past, you know, year? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you build up an appetite working out, and unfortunately, those two sort of go hand in hand for vampires. <laughs> right? <laughs> man, getting that food last two minutes ago was really rough. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> oh. Population decreasing yeah <laughs> so so have you guys read some of the later story yeah. arcs with this no I, 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 I I've, was only, I've, I've read the second hardcover trade okay so it does it's continue now? yeah nice it nice. does get continued yes and it's an ongoing more. it's an ongoing book mm. um, now I'm, I don't know if it'll be as regular anymore now that Scott Snyder is writing uh, Swamp Thing Swamp right? Thing Swamp Animal thing. Man no wait Swamp Animal Man Animal Man right out of Swamp my thing? mouth Swamp Thing Animal Man? Hulk. Animal Hulk. Animal Hulk? Hulk Swamp, thing. Swamp Hulk. Hulk thing? Hulk thing. <laughs> uh, he's writing a DC book. He's writing Swamble a DC Hulk. book. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, I was wondering because a, a friend had mentioned that he was doing a DC, one of the 52s. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he's going to be splitting his time. Because he was writing, two. wait a minute, wasn't he a right? He was writing a regular DC book before that, though, wasn't he? I, I don't fucking remember. Whatever. Teen Justice League or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it, it was like some bullshit title. It's like, you've got a really yeah. good writer. Why are you putting him on this? <laughs> you know, 
I, I was meditating on the whole new 52 lack of women creators debacle that happened. And the thing is, they did offer other jobs to women mm-hmm. who then turned, turned them down, down because yep. it's not Cooks. that they're being sexist. It's just that there aren't that many good women limited writers. Limited women writers yeah. in comics are like, I could not be in on the nude 52. And that would the probably nude 52. Be good. <laughs> the nude 52. That might be more popular. Well, the thing, the thing about that swamp thing, I, <laughs> I, I want to, I want to, I want to return to this Animal subject uh, in the, in the next <laughs> I want to return to this subject in the next segment, but uh, to, to kind of to kind of continue and wrap up on 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 this book that we're reading, American <laughs> Vampire by Scott Snyder. It's by uh, Scott Stephen Snyder, King. Stephen King, and Raphael yes. Albuquerque. In case I, you didn't know, I I was impressed by the fact that I couldn't, um, and maybe this is a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. I could not differentiate between the Stephen King and Scott Snyder stories as being different writers. Right, I couldn't. I, when I read them, I'm like, they didn't they didn't feel like they were being written by different people, and maybe that's on per. I'm sure that's probably on purpose because even though, what I'm just thinking that probably someone was maybe aping someone else's style a little bit, and I'm thinking that it wasn't either of the writers. Scott was it Snyder. wasn't the prolific twenty plus year horror writer? I don't think it was. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Whatever, it's fine because I like the style of the book. I like, I like the writing. Um, we've talked about the story and the writing and stuff a lot, but I want to actually f- go back and talk more about Raphael Albuquerque's art because we haven't like we've only touched on it. I love vampires with descending fangs yes. and faces that elongate, and then They're giant great. creepy fucking spider fingers. Yep. It was like the witch out of uh, Left 4 Dead. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of of monstrous vampires. Monsters. I don't want. I don't like the vampires that it's just two fangs and that's your entire change. Right. Right. Give me the crazy mouth full of fucking shark teeth kind of vampires. Right. You know, the, they the, get ugly. It's a good thing. I don't want to just poke holes in you and suck blood. I want to eat your, eat you from head to toe. You spit your bones so you're out. saying you prefer the vampires from Fright Night 1980 as opposed to Fright Night 2011? Yeah. Yes. I, We'll talk about those movies after this too, because I like I like both of them. Um, I I was very impressed. Like I like I said earlier, one of the things I was impressed about was that I thought that the characters in the book were very easily differentiated. I never there was never a point in this book where I was confused about who I was looking at, um, which has happened to me in recent in some recent books. Um, uh, one of which being Fifty Girls Fifty, which I just read. Um, yeah, why the fuck are you reading that? I don't understand the allure. I picked up. Okay, so I picked up the first issue of Fifty Fifty Girls Fifty to do a review for IGN, and I was actually mildly impressed. I thought that it could. It had a lot of potential, which it then promptly shat out and just fucking destroyed. Like I read all four issues, and it it just it went from lots of potential to uh, steaming pile of diarrhea. Um, you looked like you were going to say something, and then I said diarrhea, and it all went away. No, 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 it was cool. <laughs> it was not um, Shit, the bed. That moment's passed. But that but that was my problem with with the artwork, and that is that by the fourth issue, you couldn't differentiate the characters. Right, the only way that you could differentiate two women from each other was hair color, and that's the uh, only difference. Doll. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this one, I thought. Um, 
the one the one thing that I really enjoyed um, and that I thought was a good on Raphael Albuquerque was Hattie's transition from damsel in distress to murderous bitch. Like, are you talking about Hattie or Pearl? Hattie. Okay. Specifically, when she is, you know, when Pearl is, you know, still thinks she's a friend, mm-hmm. and she's like. And there's just this transition in here where she goes, where, you know, this kind of awesome transition where, where Hattie still looks like Hattie, but goes pretty quick from, uh, I'm, I'm frightened, please save me to, I'm stabbing you in the back with a knife and I'm going to kill your ass. Yep. Um, and I, that was an impressive transition Miss Hargrove, you wanted an audition? Yeah. <laughs> and okay, so I was wondering, how does Hattie turn into a vampire? Because I, I got the impression that she was turned by the bad guys. Can the Eurovamps. The Eurovamps. Yeah. When yeah. she gets stabbed in the back, and then uh, I think there's like some blood mixing going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, they have a couple scenes. They have a couple scenes where Hattie is takes the knife and stabs her own arm. So, which makes me wonder: Is it the way that you you are infected? Is that how what makes you an a vamp a different type of vampire? No, it's it's, it's specifically geographical. Okay. Where you're born, like right. when like your your blood touched vampire blood. If See, it gets in your system, then. Okay. Oh, so it's where you're turned. What's not weird where you're born? is, see, that's the thing. That's what I thought was weird about this is I kind of got the impression, and it, it wasn't made that clear, but I kind of got the impression that. Skinner Sweet is the first American vampire, and he is, you know, he has the, he's not affected by sunlight, and he's, he's, his weakness is gold, and he's got the whole moon cycle thing going on. Um, and I thought that if he turns someone, they become an American vampire. But if a European vampire legitimately turns another person on American soil, they will become whatever breed of vampire that person is. The reason Skinner Sweet isn't is because he was the first human turned to a vampire on American soil. But that's not true for Hattie. But But maybe it's the first person they feed off of. Because Hattie feeds off one of the European vampires. Skinner Sweet didn't, if I remember right. Skinner Sweet uh, got blood in his eye from a European vampire. Right, but the first person he fed off was American. Okay, maybe. No, see, that's tr- maybe that's true because like um, they don't really fully turn until they feed they the first somebody. time. So oh. hmm. I'm brilliant. I don't know. Maybe. Wait. Wait. What? They, I'm, they, I'm, wait. They don't. They don't actually turn into a vampire. They're like a pseudo vampire. Uh, but Skinner Sweet didn't really feed on anybody before he got put in into the well the diver. Uh, but he. But he got turned. I'm pretty sure he was a vampire when he popped out. Mm-hmm. He, he was maybe he was more of just the pseudo vampire. Well, maybe like it doesn't his natural like life had ended at that point. The freaky doesn't trigger until that you got somebody to eat. Uh, oh, maybe just like a you, you like a guy. Yeah, you've become a vampire now. Well, thank you, Jill, for making me the Bruce Wayne of the short bus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I had this brilliant observation, and you just shot it to shit. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe. Or the the most likely and probable explanation is that 
they didn't really think it all that think it through all that well. I, and, no, uh, I bet they have rules. No. I really bet they do. Yeah, okay, I'm so, sure they and do. I, bet, but I just bet they haven't they, quite been. See, this is they're not going to show us everything. In the is first that trip. I thought? I thought that it's where you where you got the blood was how you became a vampire because Skinner Sweet got the little blood in his eye. Bing, I'm an American vampire, and so and so did Pearl too. He came Bing. in there and. Gave her the little kiss on the eyeball, creepy. And hey, she's an American vampire. With book, um, Skinner comes up and rubs blood in his eye. Bing, I'm a vampire. So, and the one thing is that Hattie was the only one that didn't do that. So that was the one problem. I was like, okay, okay so, so is you, she a European vampire? Or? You are right. Hattie changes herself by stabbing herself in the wrist with Pearl's blood. Mm, she's a cutter. Um, because she stabs, she stabs Pearl in the back on the hill. And then at that point, she's not a vampire yet because that's, quote unquote, her audition. And then she stabs Pearl or stabs herself with Pearl's blood and becomes a vampire. So the thing they never they don't really explain whether what type of vampire Pearl or Hattie is because there's never the kind that gets freaky distended. Yes. The kind that makes it five minutes. Yeah. Because there's never a point where she doesn't get a chance to figure out what the fuck her weaknesses are. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not true. She is an American vampire yeah, because Hattie. Kill, yeah, because fucking Pearl kills her with the gold star. It, okay, so if that's okay. the case, then why doesn't Pearl's hand freak out when she grabs the gold star? And when are those gold stars on those doors actually gold? Fictional books. Yeah. Okay. Because custodians in the 20s? steal those motherfuckers like a gold star. Yeah. If I was, a, I would have stolen the whole. I would have taken. Maybe out the it's whole just gold leaf. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. So Kate, you're but that is a Kmart. good point gold on plated. why didn't yeah. Pearl like get horrible hand blisters yeah, from touching was, the gold? There was sometimes I was, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, okay, well, I almost weakness? wonder if it's like an okay. individual psychological so wait, wait, thing. Check it out, right? No. Look at her hand when she grabs a star, no. and then look at her hand when she's pulling it away because she's got Hattie's blood on it. Maybe part of it, but I'm just saying. Man, that's who knows. Who I mean, it's it's one of those it's one of those you know Superman can occasionally grab kryptonite and it doesn't kill him kind of thing. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I think the whole uh, whether or not you're a Euro vamp or an American vamp is down to like where are you born? Okay, so Honestly. yeah, probably. So something if, simple. I wonder what your weakness would be if you were, I don't know, made in Tijuana. Aging, you fall apart pretty syphilis. Quick, okay. Really big dong, yeah, probably. probably. <clears throat> you know, it just it just begs the question. Yeah, yeah. Horsecock. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> Horsecock. No, I would. I would <laughs> honestly, I would take humans all over the place, like Antarctica. You know, bite them. Like, hey, I wonder what this guy turns into. Yeah, that would be kind of. It's defeated by penguins <laughs> 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 and global warming. No. <laughs> oh. Um, if he's Canadian, maple syrup. <laughs> that would be a, the most <laughs> terrible weakness on the planet. Yeah. Until you go anywhere other than Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but much. then you can get Pearl back in her waitress outfit with like the syrup pour. And like, yeah, <laughs> happy egg of a day, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> the Wait, greatest no, slayer of our kind was called Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> Uh, we have him forever immortalized her. That's only because history <laughs> forgot Aunt Jemima, you jerks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so what? I Mrs. Butterworth is just better than Aunt Jemima. I don't know. 
the the Mrs. Butterworth was working on like the western half of Canada, and the whole eastern half of Canada was was yeah. Really. I'm a big fan of this book, to be honest, and I'm going to continue reading. One of the things that I enjoy about it and uh, that I hope is a trend that continues is that the first book takes place in 1922, second book takes place in 34. So they're like skipping way ahead it's, because yeah. the first, the third book takes place during the beginning of World War II. 43. Um, awesome. So eventually this is going to hit modern day, right? And. Yeah. That's going to be everyone. It'll be interesting to see if if this book continues long enough, if he'll actually take it like into the future, you know, which would be kind of cool. You have sci-fi American vampires. Yeah. I think that was called Furl in Space. Yeah, right. Um, No, but I, I totally I totally see what you guys are saying where she's the American spirit, you know, and Skinner Sweet is the American spirit. Okay, so wait. And. He's like the Pearl Rough Riders, the, man. He's like Teddy Roosevelt if you were a vampire. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. And a bastard. Carry a and and also a bastard. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt was a bastard, too. But um, the soul of a poet and the heart of a bastard. But can I... So what's Pearl, then? The second generation? Yeah. Water down? She's, she's ingenue. Century? She's like, you well, know, she's is, got is the whole Hollywood thing. supposed to be like thing? the American century, I guess? Yeah. 20th she's century whore. lost name. She's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she actually was American not whore. a whore with a heart of gold, which I really appreciated because I found like I was like, if this is a Western book that has a whore with a heart of gold, yeah, it's a trope. But I felt like she she was tropeless enough to satisfy my feminist rage. I'd like to see her tropeless too. So then. By Bauer, by Bauer, Flurg. <laughs> uh, I personally Flurg. Splunge. You know. <laughs> uh, by Bauer or Bird. I would say I'm about I'm about fifty fifty by to borrow. I think it's fantastic, and I'm you know to your standard comics reader that likes vampire things and or hates vampire things. If you have any feelings about vampires, you should buy this book. If you don't have any feelings about vampires and you only read Daniel Klaus, eh, maybe borrow it. <laughs> okay. So well-spoken. Yeah. I, I borrow it. I liked it. I didn't hate it. But there were some things that I was like, meh. Meh. But uh, yeah, borrow. It's on my pull list. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that answers your question. <laughs> I'm going to say bye because I, it to me it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite vampire stories. Mm. I'm not a huge vampire fan, but I enjoy vampire stories when they're done right. And I, this is this is right. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. So, and I and I think it's got a wide enough appeal and an interesting enough setting that pretty much anybody could could buy it and like and I think like it. I mean, it's kind so. of the great American novel with like fucked up jaw distending vampires <laughs> yeah fair yeah there's the there's great hulksby the great american <laughs> <laughs> So what was the subject that we were going to come back to? Fright Night. 
Fright Night was one of them. I liked both Fright Nights, and we watched them in the same day. We watched the original one, which I has always been one of my favorite movies. Like is, it's so good. Is that the one with Jim Carrey? No, no. that's a Rubber Face. Wait, no, uh, no, that's that's that was Bite Once Night, Bitten. I think. Oh, once yeah, yeah, once bitten, yeah. Um, Fright Night was the one with with Chris Sarandon and a bunch of unknowns, Roddy McDowell, um, and it's it's uh, it's for its time one of the better like horror movies because it had an interesting idea behind it that wasn't just vampires kill shit, we kill vampires. It, it like the idea. My neighbor's a was, vampire. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, my neighbor's a vampire. So I'm gonna go recruit the host of a fucking late night horror movie show uh, to to go kill that. him. Good okay. movie. Don't ever see the sequel. <clears throat> oh yeah, Fright Night Two is terrible. Mm. The remake is surprisingly fun. It's like it's really it's nice. it's is it more of a horror or is it more of a campy action comedy thing? No, it's not campy action comedy. It's more horror. Okay. Um, but instead of a you know because because times have advanced right there there is no longer those those late night horror shows don't really exist anymore with the with the host like Elvira or whatever um, so now instead of the now instead of the late night host yeah, instead of the late night horror host the character that he recruits is a um, blogger. Is, no, he's a he's a Chris Angel style oh, magician good guy, God. and it is awesome. It is played by David Tennant, nice, and it is fucking spectacular. Like the character is great, um, and so it's because the whole thing takes place in Las Vegas, um, and <laughs> he's he's like a, he's like a Vegas Chris Angel Vegas stage magician entertainer, mm. um, and uh, all the all the casting is great. Colin Farrell plays the bad guy. Um, the main kid is played by uh, the dude that played Chekhov in the new Star Trek movie. I can't remember his name, um, but good actor. He was also in uh, Terminator Salvation. But I like both of them. They're very they're the same yet different. And Colin Farrell yet again chews the scenery in in the greatest way possible. Like he's a really good bad guy. Is it R or PG thirteen? I don't know. I honestly, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Did it? It's, it's, uh, is it filled with impact iPhone. violence or is there actual gore? <sighs> no, there's some gore. Okay, it's probably R. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in all honesty, it's one of those movies where I watched it without knowing and didn't care, right? Because That's whatever, good. whatever it is, they did it right. That speaks so. to strong storytelling. <laughs> you were willing to wait an hour and a half to see Colin Farrell get murdered, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was a good movie. But no, there was another subject that we were gonna come back to that you and I were you you and I had started talking well, about, and then I said about I was gonna come back to it. But whatever. True Blood, um, uh, young anal- analysis of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, mm. um, I don't know. Whatever. It must not be that important, and I don't feel like listening back to the episode to figure out what it was. So, um, so did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? Joel, do you want to get off your phone long enough to talk about something? Huh? Uh, no, it was Anton, <laughs> Anton Yelchin. Yelchin, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, the guy that yeah, the guy from Star Trek uh-huh. slash yeah, yeah. I like anyway. that kid. He's good. I, I will actually have to go see. Ed? I'm trying to think what other good vampire comics there've been. Comics, mm-hmm. oof. Um, Wolverine <clears throat> versus vampires. Hulk, Hulk versus uh, Dracula. We're not going to talk about Wolverine and Jubilee. Spider-Man. We're not going to talk about the abortion that is the first five-issue arc of the new X-Men comic. We're not going to talk about Blade. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Mobius. We're not going to talk about... Hey, what's wrong with Morbius? 
Möbius. We're not going to talk about the Night Stalkers. <laughs> We're not going to talk about any sort of Marvel vampire property because, frankly, they're just not good. Uh, you know, you know, Cassidy from Preachers, yeah. another really well okay, done vampire. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, I, I, I'm one of the only people on the planet that really liked Blade Three, the movie. I thought is that the one that had ninjas in the beginning? The the vampire ninja assassins that come to no, that's Blade Two. Yeah. Oh God, I loved Blade Two, Three which I actually hilarious. really liked too. Three I liked the, I liked all right. Blade. Three was like the mutagen that they like had the no, that was two. no, no, that was two. That was two. Three was and the, the one. Three that was moves the one like with fire. Yeah, three was the one with the emo emo goth Dracula. <laughs> I don't um, think I've seen it. Was that's the one with it Ryan? It was Reynolds, the one Ryan Reynolds and yeah, Jessica yeah, Biel. Jessica Biel. Um, where We're trying to work out easily. Oh, <laughs> Jessica Biel. That might be her hottest movie, because she kicks ass and she looks like she knows what she's doing, and that's all that it takes. Ryan Reynolds carried that movie on his fucking shoulders Six the whole new. way. <sighs> And Jessica Biel was pretty hot too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds carried that whole movie because he, he was he was spectacular as Hannibal King, and uh, I thought it was really good. Um, they Hannibal had the King. That's yeah. not a Dickensian suggestive <laughs> name at all. Not at all. So, um, like, what other like? Can you guys think of any good vampire books? Like, other than comic yeah. books? No, I. I mean, I'm. I don't remember much. It, it, like, I'm assuming we're not counting. I haven't actually read any of the Buffy comics, but I hear they're quite decent. I've heard that the, Buffy season eight's pretty good. Yeah. The stuff that um, Whedon actually has to work with, oh, from yeah. what I understand, is sure. excellent. The IDW stuff that is not official Whedon stuff uh-huh. is crap. Mm. Yeah, um, but it doesn't fit into the continuity, so I don't care. Whoop. I don't know because I haven't really specifically paid any attention to any vampire comics. I, feel like I haven't zombie like comics read. Zombie comics are way trendier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, there, there's the True Blood comic. That happened? There's, yep. there's a Twilight comic, too. That yeah. didn't happen. <sighs> didn't they do Lost Boys, also probably a comic? No. I probably. feel like there's so much there's film. Oh, I know a great vampire comic, actually. It's called Bite Me, and it's uh, ridiculous, uh, and it's vampires in the French Revolution, and it's... Uh, Dylan McConus, who's you told me you about, you told yeah, about, about that yeah. very very first one. Um, Bike Club is another one. Don't, don't why? I vampire? Oh, really? No, not Bike Club. No, no, no. Club. It's actually a comic book, but I've never read it. I've never been emotionally scarred by a comic book before. Weiner Bike Club did it to me. Yeah, incest. You just is okay. have everything wrong with incest. Like you can't, you can't oh. deal with it. I, I really, I no, really can't. It's really disturbing. Go read the tale of one bad rat by Brian Talbot. Can I just read? Can I, <laughs> the can look I just, on your face says he should not read that. Can I just read the wiki and be be done with it, please? Yeah. It's really good writing. It's just so. I think what we've co- the conclusion we've come to is that there aren't there aren't many there aren't many vampire comics that aren't based on a, some other property. It, it yeah. seems like there's a lot of vampire comics based on TV shows or movies, but aside from Morbius, there just isn't a whole lot of vampire, like, graphic vampire fiction that's that's not based on something the else. Red Rain. I've never heard of that. Uh, that is the Batman World story where he gets turned into a vampire by Dracula. Huh. It's actually really good. Okay. Because uh, he keeps doing the Batman thing after he kills Dracula. <laughs> okay. Right. The Wayne Mansion falls into a giant cavern in the end, and he's like... Bruce Wayne's dead. There's only Batman now. Oh, he's he has so many issues. 
Yeah, Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost a thousand, man. Yeah. Right? No, uh, hey, Bike Club is actually a really good. It's a really good. It's closer to two thousand. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Keep saying it's it, a Joel. really good vampire comic, but it's it just the incest that I couldn't get past. I, that's the one. My one thing. Chicken. It's went okay. Up everyone's allowed to have first, one thing. First off, it's chewing into the mic. Second off, it's incest. I'm, it's I'm just done. one thing after another with you. I, no, I. I'm away. Am I? Am I chewing the mic? No, no, no. We're pet peeves. A pet peeve. No. You can't stand people going. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, because Chicken's other other comic. What was that? Black Kiss or something like that? Black Kiss is not about incest. It's about a transsexual, and it was a little bit out there even for me. Okay. Right, there That's you go. saying a lot. It, that I've read some a... weird shit and been like, "That was interesting." I didn't, you know, like it one way or another. Black Kiss, I could not finish. I got about halfway through. I'm like, done. No more. <laughs> Interesting. Really? That makes me want to Turn read the it. Turn mic off. I'm done. <laughs> and, this, and this is coming from the guy that reads all the cross. Yeah. Oh, Black Kiss is worse. Huh. Oh, I, I can believe it. I heard some Cross is fictional. Like, the, you have no problem. No, but just follow me through on this. Okay. Like, <laughs> it is so far-fetched as to be almost comedic. Okay. Black Kiss is just creepy and Realistic weird fiction as opposed to obviously genre yeah. weirdness. All right. Like the zombie plague taking over the earth. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I have absolutely no concerns that that's going to you know happen. So transsexuals, were you more than zombies? <laughs> you need to get in touch with some things. L- Let's L- say LGBTZ. <laughs> oh man, that is a that is a that and the Hulk Fire Club are your two gems from this one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that uh, that wraps up issue issue. issue. Yes, no, yes. we're not going back. We're no, going with not going back. <laughs> We've all got issues. Episode fourteen of the Trade Secrets Podcast, all about American Vampire. Uh, we say bye, maybe borrow. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Trade Secrets Pod. Um, uh, you can follow us all individually on Twitter. I am Geek Elite. It took me a minute. Uh, you get like eight of them now, don't you? Uh, yeah, God, I, I do all the doing show trade feeds secrets after the fact. Geek Elite. Hit the deck. Hit the deck is going to be the new podcast, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, Andy, you are at Mathtastrophe. Joel is at Superfly, but it's spelled weird, so just search for Joel Simon and yeah. you'll be fine. And is at Ann Bean Tweets. Pretty straightforward. Um, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Trade Secrets Podcast. I think it's actually just Trade Secrets. Never mind. It's it's it's, it's facebook.com slash Trade Secrets. See, this is what happens when you I don't have, have the fucking agenda in front of me to read off all of. The, the, the background <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, here, publish this, yeah. publish this, publish this, publish this. Uh, no, you're like, here, publish this. Uh, How many weekly poll <laughs> articles have you put up for me now? Hook <laughs> 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 <Book> Fire Club. <laughs> uh, you should rate us on iTunes uh, so that we can get more listeners. You can like us. You can review us on Zoom. We are not on Stitcher Radio yet for the Trade Secrets Podcast. That is forthcoming. We don't have forums anymore, but if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to send us questions, comments, uh, feedback of any kind, you can email us at tradesecrets at geekerific.com. Uh, and last but not least, um, 
if anybody listened to the PAX casts of the show, you will remember Dwayne St. Arnold. He's uh, now going to be a fairly regular member on After the Fact as well, but he was on our PAX casts both last year and this year. Uh, he and a group of his uh, buddies are going to start up a podcast for us called Hit the Deck. It's going to be very similar in format to uh, Trade Secrets and After the Fact, but it's going to be based around card games of pretty much any card game that involves building a deck and playing a game so lots of tcgs uh other like living card games um deck building games like ascension and dominion and those sorts of games uh are all going to be covered uh so, and it's it's not going to be as quite quite as review centric as the other shows because they'll do a lot of strategy discussion and that sort of thing as well but that show should be starting up uh the first episodes will probably be up in a week and a half to two weeks. Uh, I'm hoping that's when we'll launch the website. It's a show that Luke and I aren't on. It's a show that none of the other cast are on. But I might actually listen to because I need some magic help. There you go. I get killed. Yeah. So uh, pay attention. You can already follow Hit the Deck on Twitter at Hit the Deck Pod. And we will have a Facebook. The Facebook page should be up by now, which is uh, facebook.com slash hit the deck podcast. And hopefully that show will be up in a couple weeks and we will add to the Geekerific stable of shows. Thank you, Andy. Welcome. Thank you, Joel. Hi, Sparkle. Thank you, Anne. John Hulkstenstein, Hulk Blazer. <laughs> I am Hulk, and we're out. Mm-hmm.